0: Hello, this is the Faith in Kids podcast. We are absolutely for you
1: and the Christmas fun starts here. It certainly does. It's. I mean, I think in some places it's already started. People are getting pretty jingle-tastic already by now, aren't they, Ed? Absolutely. The trees are probably up. The argument about tinsel has probably happened. Someone
0: has been able to put the star on the top without an argument happening too much. And presents
1: might have even started to appear underneath the tree. Ed, should we do a whip around question? I'd love that. So when did you last give something a name? And how did you arrive on that name? Now, I'm thinking that you have a small dog who's getting less small by the week. Yes. How did you arrive at his name? Okay.
0: so I wanted to call him Stanley because my dream has been to have a child called Stanley. I love the name Stanley. Uh, So I was already, and it was actually the deal, which is... I was the last one to agree to get a dog. So the deal was we get a dog if I can call it Stanley. My children, for the first time in their lives, agreed on something which was the name Scout. I lost, I was so shocked they'd agreed.
1: Have a chat at home about when you last had to name something, how you came up with that name, what the name means, and go. You can pause it now and keep chatting if you like, but we're going to keep going. Ed, where are we in the Christmas adventure? We have done incredibly
0: well to get to episode three. We've already looked at Zachariah and Elizabeth, old, lovely, godly people. Angel in the temple. Zachariah shocked. Angel says Elizabeth will have a baby. You must call him John. He'll prepare God's people. Zachariah couldn't believe it, so he couldn't talk. It happens. Christmas is up and running. Brilliant. Elizabeth's cousin Mary, she lives in Nazareth plans to marry joseph suddenly angel boom you're gonna have a baby he's gonna be the son of god mary obeys
1: just like we should so here we are at the next installment in the story and i think it's time for us to get into a fun fact quiz ed are you ready i'd give anything for a fun fact quiz jam it's a fun fact quiz about names and jobs quite a few people have names That used to be jobs, and in some cases still are jobs. So a glover makes gloves. That's pretty obvious. Yes. A brewer brews beer. Simple enough, but here are some harder ones. Yes. What does a thatcher do, Ed? A thatcher
0: is the person who puts the straw roof on a thatched cottage. At least that's what they did originally until she became a prime minister of the country.
1: What does a cobbler do,
0: Ed? A cobbler... Now... Does a cobbler make shoes or
1: repair shoes? Oh, very good. He repairs shoes. He or she repairs shoes because a cordwainer makes shoes or a shoemaker. We know a Michael Tinker, don't we? Uh, (laughs) Michael Tinker. What is a tinker? Well,
0: I think of it as a bit of an insult. No offence to our friend Michael. So
1: a tinker, is it something to do with collecting metal? It's a repairer or seller of small metal goods like pots and pans. Oh. That's what a tinker is. Um, you may also know uh, what a tanner is. You might have met someone called Mr. Tanner, Mark Tanner, John Tanner, Lucy Tanner. Don't guess every name they could be
0: called, Jan. We'll be here all day. What's, uh, what is a tanner? A tanner is someone
1: who takes animal hides and makes them into leather goods. They certainly do. They do that. They used to do that in my hometown of Yeovil, uh, where I am at the moment. What's a smith? Very, very common name. But what is a smith? I think it's normally a blacksmith, and that is someone who makes things out of metal. But there are
0: other kind of smiths, aren't there, Jam?
1: There are some other smiths, and here's my favourite one. So a blacksmith is like making horseshoes. They have the hot coals, all that kind of stuff, and bellows. Very exciting. But there is, I discovered, a white smith. Amazing. A whitesmith works with softer metals like tin or pewter so they don't actually need the scalding hot fires. There's also goldsmiths and things like that as well. But I quite like the whitesmith. You don't meet a whitesmith these days, do you? It's all gone a bit Lord of the Rings, if I'm honest. It has, yes. No, these are starting to sound like hobbit names as well, aren't they? And we're going to keep going with coopers. What does a cooper make? A barrel. Coopers do make barrels. They repair barrels. But to get the big metal hoop, a hooper that's what you need. A cooper needs a hooper to make the hoops.
0: That is never true.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then, uh, last one, or in fact, there's there's one bonus one as well. The last one. What does a fletcher do, Ed?
0: Oh, this is actually one of my favourites, Jam. Uh, a fletcher makes arrows.
1: Puts the feathers on the end. That's exactly right. I guess the the blacksmith makes the makes the head for the arrow, and the fletcher uh, puts the feathers on. I've got one left. Oh, go go, Jam. You don't meet anyone with this surname, but I found it on the big long list. It's a knacker! <laughs> What's a knacker? Oh, no. oh, do they kill animals, Jam? They they buy animal carcasses and turn them into fertilizer or animal oh, food.
0: Jam, why why do you always have to do this to our fun facts? Because people like these odd oh, little there are uh, small slightly children weeping facts. in
1: the back of their car right now. And they're loving it. Half of them are loving it, half of them aren't. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but anyway, so those are all names of jobs. Why are we talking about names of jobs, Ed? Because today,
0: a baby is given a name and it's his job. Think Thomas the Tank Engine. Think Percy the Park Re- Keeper. Think Fireman Sam. Postman Pat. A baby is given a name, which in his case is his job. Listen in. Turn in the adventure of Christmas to days 8
1: and 10, where we are looking at the story of Joseph. We're going to have a reading of the Bible now. Here we go.
2: Matthew 1, verses 18 to 25. The mother of Jesus Christ was Mary, and this is how the birth of Jesus came about. Mary was engaged to marry Joseph, but before they married, she learned that she was going to have a baby. She was pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mary's husband, Joseph, was a good man. He did not want to disgrace her in public, so he planned to divorce her secretly. While Joseph thought about this, an angel of the Lord came to him in a dream. The angel said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. The baby in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. You will name the son Jesus. Give him that name because he will save his people from their sins. All this happened to make clear the full meaning of what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be pregnant. She will have a son and they will name him Emmanuel. This name means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the Lord's angel had told him to do. Joseph married Mary, but he did not have intimate relations with her until she gave birth to the son. And Joseph named the son Jesus.
0: I once went swimming and was thrilled to discover that my friend Sim was already there with his children. So in that way that dads do, we decided to have our conversation in the children's pool with water up to our waist, knowing that our children were very safe in the little pool. We were having a great time talking, right up until the point when the lifeguard blew his whistle over and over again and shouted, Clear the pool! Pool lifeguard, entering the water! What do you think Sim and I did next? Did we say together to the pool lifeguard, Now hold on, who do you think you are telling us what to do? Do you think I ran to the middle of the pool shouting, I'm a lifeguard, I shall take charge of the situation. Even though I wasn't. Do you think I said, now this is interesting, I wonder who he is? Or do you think I got out the pool as quickly as possible, dragged Sim with me, with my children, and watched what happened next? What did happen next, Ed? Let me be honest, it was one of our children that the pool lifeguard was rescuing. I'm first of all not going to tell you whether it was Sim or me. And I am going to tell you that our children were very safe and they're all okay now and no one has a big problem with pools as a result. We needed a rescuer. More than that, we needed to know who the rescuer was so we could do the right thing next. In today's story, Joseph discovered who the rescuer was so he could do the right thing next. Now, the plan, as you heard, was for Mary to marry Joseph and then maybe they'd have a baby. In the story we read, before they were married, Mary learned she was having a baby. Before they got married. Well, Joseph knew he wasn't the father. He'd never shared a house, let alone a bed with Mary. He had no idea who the father was. And frankly, he wasn't that interested. But he still cared for Mary. He planned to break off the marriage. He planned to do it quietly so the whole town wouldn't start talking about Mary. And perhaps he thought Mary would marry the father of the baby. That would be Mary's problem. He slept on it. In a dream, don't you love Christmas? Here comes the angel, boom. Joseph,
2: descendant of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. The baby in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. You will name the son Jesus. Give him that name because he will save his people from their sins.
0: This has been a year when we have realised more than any other year that we live in a broken world. There's the moment I remember sat at my kitchen table with my children around me and we had all had enough. There were tears, there was screaming, there was nothing I could do to make the pandemic go away, to make the illness go away, to get my children back into school. We have witnessed a broken year. We have absolutely discovered we are not indestructible. We are not in charge. The world is broken and I am part of the brokenness. That is what sin means. Now in Jesus's life, this baby who grew up, he would find out what it was to live in a broken world. He'd be treated badly by boys in his town. He'd not fit in with the teenagers on his road. He'd be hurt by those who hated him. He would even be killed. He lived in a broken world. This baby Jesus is from God. He would live in a broken world, but he would be born different without our brokenness, without our mistakes, without the problem of sin. He would always make the right decisions. He would return hatred with kindness. He'd care for the weakest. He always trusted his father in heaven who was in charge. Do you see? This baby is a baby like any other. And it would live in a broken world, but it was a baby different to every other in this baby was without sin. And that's why he was called Jesus. He would be one of us to save us. It feels strange talking about his death and resurrection at Christmas, but there was even at his birth, in his name Jesus, the one who saves. That's what his name means. That's his job, the one who saves. He was given a name to tell us he was born to save us. The Christmas story is his arrival. It's a celebration of the arrival of a rescuer. Now, if you listen to this, if you hear this story, you get to ask yourself, have I been rescued? Have I been saved from my sin? Because if not, this is the year. If you're feeling weak, if you're sure you live in a broken world, and if you know you're part of it, Reach out because we need a rescuer. And we need to know who the rescuer is. It's not us. And we need to do the right thing, which is to say sorry and to say, Will you save me? Reach out this Christmas. He's there. I'm going to pray. Dear Father, I thank you that you know what we need. We need to be saved from our sin and brokenness. I thank you, Father, that is why we celebrate Christmas. Because the Rescuer has arrived. Please help us to see who the Rescuer is and to do the right thing. To ask him to rescue us. Thank you, Father, that Joseph did the right thing. And he married Mary, and he raised that child who would one day rescue him. Amen.
1: Amen. Time for Ed's Got Questions.
0: Under fives, well done for listening. Who told Joseph who that baby was in Mary's tummy? Because he didn't know. Fives to sevens, what does the name Jesus mean? It's his job. Eights to elevens, what was the baby sent to do? There's a lot more you could say. Over elevens, when did you last cry? You don't have to say it out loud, but remember the moment. How does having a rescuer change that moment, that problem?
1: You can press pause and chat about that now, or we'll have those questions again at the end. We've got a sketch now, which is looking again at Jesus and what his name means as Mary is checking in to her hotel slash stable. Have a listen to this.
2: Right then, you're all checked in. But I do feel a bit bad that it's the rustic room with me and Stable with cattle trough, it's fine. Everywhere's booked, I get it. Thank you, innkeeper. Still hardly a place for a pregnant woman. Wait, have you got a name? Yes, Mary, I told you. No, no, for the baby. Oh, I see. I'm not sure I should say. <gasps> it's okay, I can keep a secret. <gasps> or do you want suggestions? Oh, how about naming him after a powerful king like Caesar? No, I don't think so. Or you could name him after some great prophet like Isaiah. No, we're not going to... Or t- you could name him after that bloke who writes those nice songs. and. Um, Psalms, I suppose. David? Yeah. Actually, he's directly descended from David, but we're not naming him after someone who's done something. We're naming him after what he's going to do. Cry and ask for his mum. When he grows up, he will save people from their sins. So we're calling him Jesus, which means (gasps) saviour. You mean he's the long-promised saviour? Yes. Who will set God's people free? That's right that the prophets foretold? Yes. Born here, in Bethlehem, the city of David. (laughs) Even so, Jesus is a bit of a weird name. It's not that unusual. It's basically the same name as Joshua in the Old Testament. And names can be job titles, like yours. Priscilla. No, you're the innkeeper. That's what the sign says. You keep this inn. That's true. But I can't keep this in oh, You're having a baby And he's going to be our saviour oh, I suppose it's a good thing That he's called Jesus Because then it's obvious And everyone will believe in him And they'll lead a really long happy life Yes, maybe Anyway, I need to lie down oh, Me too <laughs> Is it through here? Yeah, yeah through there Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take
0: Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins.
2: All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had said and took Mary home as his wife, but they did not come together till she gave birth to
1: a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Randall Good Game with Slugs and Bugs, Sing the Bible, Family Christmas. It's a lovely album. I really recommend you go and get hold of it. Links in the show notes. Now, Ed, apparently we've had an email. Does it say jam? No. <laughs> no. But you can email
0: us. At podcast at faithinkids.org and say, Jam, no more about death or grimness. This email has come from Katrina and Jonah. Jonah is three and he loves listening and he even says all the time, Ed's got questions. And he loves answering the questions. He also has learned to say, Welcome to the Faith in Kids podcast. Katrina and Jonah, Thanks for listening. Welcome
1: to the Faith in Kids podcast is not a particularly useful phrase <laughs> to learn from the Faith in Kids podcast. If we're honest, you could email us, you saying, Welcome to the Faith in Kids podcast, and we might use it at the start of the next episode. Come on, Jan, make that? a promise. If you actually send it to us, I'm going to promise here and
0: now we will use it.
1: Okay, we will use it. We might run a whole load together if we're inundated with maybe four. Uh, But uh, if we only get one, we'll use one. Podcast
0: at faithinkids.org. Please record yourself saying, Welcome to the Faith in Kids podcast. Jam, will you tell us, have you got a top tip for when your family opens the Bible together? My top tip would
1: be don't worry. Don't worry if it goes wrong. Don't worry if you don't do it today. Don't worry if you think that everyone else is doing better than you, because they're probably not. It's really hard to find time to do it, either first thing in the morning or last thing at night. Those are the two main times. Um, and you don't manage it every time. And do you know what? God is good and there is grace. So you didn't do it today. So what? Uh, you didn't do it the day before. So what? Today is a day where you can. And if you can't do it today, again, it's not the end of the world. The end of the world is the end of the world. <laughs> not studying the bible as a family for one day is not i'm going to interrupt
0: jam that was an excellent short top tip but you seem to be heading in a surprising direction not many more sleeps till christmas ed very exciting please contain your excitement it's awkward if knees buckle and brains explode before christmas day thanks ed thank you for listening bye-bye bye-bye under fives who told joseph who that baby was in mary's tummy because he didn't know fives to sevens what does the name Jesus mean it's his job eights to elevens what was the baby sent to do there's a lot more you could say over elevens when did you last cry you don't have to say it out loud but remember the moment How does having a rescuer change that moment, that problem?